Hello, this is Minister Glenn Burrell with Seed of Faith Clinic Podcast, where the Word of God is able to save your soul. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a word of edification from the Word of God. Well, praise the Lord. Well, today we want to continue with our series, The Believer's Identity in the Kingdom of God. But before we continue to part two of this series, I'd like to reiterate what we talked about in part one. And in part one, we, we outlined five points. And one point that we outlined was we looked at the origin of the citizen, the believer of the kingdom of God. And we talked about being attached to the kingdom of God. And number two, we talked about man's spirit became detached from God because of disobedience. He lost the kingdom identity. And number three, we talked about because of man's disobedience, God had to reconcile. He had to restore man back to himself. God had a plan. And number four, we talked about Jesus, our Redeemer. Believer's identity restored through redemption. And number five, we talked about believers in an identity crisis today because of the spirit of division. But today we want to continue with part two. And we want to use as a topic today, we want to talk about believers' identity restored to the kingdom of God. And we'll talk on several points today. And number one, we want to talk on as a subtopic, how was believers' identity restored and by whom? Well, we know that Jesus is our Redeemer. Amen. So, point A, it was through the redemptive blood of Jesus that we were restored back to the kingdom of God. Let's look at Romans 3.24 out of the King James Bible. Being justified, made righteous. Yeah, we've been made righteous. We've been made righteous through the blood of Jesus. So you can declare yourself as being the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because you were made righteous. Your righteousness didn't come from any works or any ability of your own that you achieve in order to become righteous. But we were made righteous, so therefore we have a right to declare that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But it reads being justified, made righteous, freely by his grace, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Jesus did the work. He redeemed us. He paid the price. He purchased us back. Hallelujah. Back into the kingdom of God. Let's look at Romans, the third chapter, 25th through the 28th verse, out of the King James Bible. And it reads, Whom God has set forth to be a perpetuation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past. Yeah, our sins are past because Jesus took the took the Paid the price. Hallelujah. He paid the price. 
Glory to God for the remission of our sins through the forbearance of God. Verse 26, to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. The justifier. God is the justifier. And we are the just. Hallelujah. Verse 27. Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works? No. But by the law of faith. See, we live by faith today and not by sight. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We're no longer living under the law of the Old Testament, but we're living under the law of faith today. Hallelujah. Verse 28. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified, a man is made righteous by faith without the deeds of the law. So I want you to understand that your works, hallelujah, will not justify you. Your good works will not justify you outside of Christ Jesus. But I want you to understand that after Christ Jesus is entered into your life and you've accepted him as your Savior, then good works will take place. Hallelujah. But your good works before Christ or outside of Christ doesn't mean anything to God. Hallelujah. Without faith. We're justified by faith. We're justified by our believing in the redemptive work of Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's look at Ephesians, the first chapter, and the seventh verse. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. It was God's ability. It was God's grace. Hallelujah, that we were redeemed through the blood of Jesus. It was his grace, it was his ability that we were forgiven of our sins in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, according to the riches of his grace, according to the riches of his unmerited favor. Glory to God. Let's look at Revelation 5, 9. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain, and hast redeemed us to God by the blood, by thy blood, out of every kindred, every kindred, every tongue, and people, and nation. Nobody was left out of the redemption, the redemptive plan of God. Hallelujah. Everybody, every person, hallelujah, every person has a right to choose, hallelujah, glory to God. Redemption was made available to every person on this earth, but every person on this earth and every person that has been on this earth has not received his redemptive plan. But we have to receive his redemptive plan by faith. Hallelujah. But it's made available unto everybody. Let's look at uh, point number two. What was the believer's identity redeemed from? Well, 
I want us to know that we were redeemed from from three things. We were redeemed from poverty, we were redeemed from sickness, and we were redeemed from spiritual death. Hallelujah. Well, let's talk about poverty. Hallelujah. Point A, the curse of the law. Poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. Let's look at Galatians 3.13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is every one that hangeth on the tree. So what is he saying here? Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, the curse of poverty, the curse of sickness, and the curse of spiritual death. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's something to get excited about. Being made a curse for us. He was, he, he was made a curse for us. He took our place. Hallelujah. He took the punishment that we deserve. He said, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree. Praise God that when he hung on that tree, hallelujah, he took all of us with him. Glory to God to the cross. And paid the price for our sins. Hallelujah. So what does it mean by poverty? The definition of poverty is the state of one who lacks a usual, a social, socially acceptable amount of money or material possessions. So I want us to understand that the spiritual poverty, we're not talking about that. Glory to God, we're talking about this poverty here in this earth. Glory to God, there's a curse that's in this earth because of the disobedience of man. It's a state of one who lacks a usual or socially acceptable amount of money or material possession. And I can't understand why believers are so against when somebody is teaching them how to prosper. Hallelujah, teaching them how to live outside of the curse of the law. Hallelujah, and how to possess these material things that God has provided for us. Because he said he's given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Hallelujah. Everything that we need in this life here on this earth. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 8 9. For we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor, that yea, through his poverty, might be rich. Glory to God. We're not talking about no spiritual poverty. We're talking about this poverty that's existing in this earth today under the curse. But God has given us his grace and his ability that by faith we can live outside of that curse when we obey his word. Amen. See, there's no, there's no poverty in heaven. Glory to God. There's no poverty in God's kingdom. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's abundance. Hallelujah. Because he said that Jesus came that we might have life and have that life more abundantly. Hallelujah. So Jesus redeemed us from the curse of poverty. So if you are in Christ Jesus, then we should be living outside of that curse 
of poverty. Amen. Well, what's the next one? It's sickness. He redeemed us from sickness. Well, what's the definition of sickness? It's a disordered, weakened, or unsound condition or disease of the body. Hallelujah. He redeemed us from that. Yeah, sickness is still running rapid in this earth today. But God has given us the ability through his grace and faith that we can live outside of the curse of sickness. Yeah, sickness may attack your body, but God has given us the authority to overcome that sickness through his word. Amen. Because he said by his stripes we are healed. Glory to God. He said he sent his word in order that we can be healed. It's through the word of God that we can live outside of sickness. It's the word of God that we can be healed from the attacks of sickness uh, and uh, that are under the curse of the law. Amen. Let's look at Isaiah 53.5. But he was wounded for our transgression. Yeah, Jesus was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, hallelujah, we are healed. Glory to God, the stripes that Jesus took on his back when they tore his flesh apart. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He was wounded. He was bruised. Hallelujah. He was chastised. And with the stripes, we are healed. He paid the price that we don't have to live under the curse of sickness. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Somebody may be saying, well, I've been sick. Glory to God. But God gave you the ability to come out from under that curse. He gave you the ability to take his word and be healed because he said he sent his word to heal us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, let's look at spiritual death. Well, I want you to understand that spiritual death came about. If we look at the second chapter of Genesis, when God had told Adam not to partake of that tree in the midst of the garden and not to touch the fruit. But Adam disobeyed. And when he disobeyed, hallelujah, he became detached. He became separated. He became disconnected. He became alienated. He became feeling withdrawn from God and his kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. So spiritual death, hallelujah, was the first curse that took place because of man's disobedience. Glory to God. And man is still disobeying God today and man is still living on this earth spiritually dead because they will not accept Christ Jesus as their Lord and Savior, as their Redeemer. Hallelujah. When he has paid the price for you to live free from spiritual death. Spiritual death keeps you disconnected from the kingdom of God. Spiritual death keeps you disconnected and detached from God. Hallelujah. But Jesus paid the price that you can be reconnected. Glory to God that your spirit man can be reborn and live. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's look at Ephesians, the second chapter. And we'll look at the first verse, start at the first verse. So just keep in mind that 
Hallelujah. Being separated from God and his kingdom produces spiritual death. Ephesians, the first chapter, say, And you hath he quickened, made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sin. Verse 2, Wherein, in time past, ye walked according to the curse, to the course of this world, according to the prince of the air, power, prince of the power of the air. We know that's the devil, the prince of the power of the air. Hallelujah. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, that spirit of the devil. In verse 3, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past, in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Yeah, if you're outside of Christ Jesus and you don't believe by faith in Christ Jesus, then your father is the devil. Yeah, I say your father is the devil because by nature you're his child. Hallelujah, when you disobey and disconnect from God, even as others. Verse 4 But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherein he loved us, even when we were dead to sins, he quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. We're saved by God's ability and his unmerited favor. Glory to God. Verse 6. And has raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We're in Christ. Verse 7. That in the ages to come he might show, hallelujah, the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Verse 8, For by grace are you saved through faith. Yeah, that's the only way you're going to get saved is through faith. The only way you're going to be saved is to believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ Jesus. Is to believe in God's work. Is believe in his redemptive plan. Believe that you have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God through faith. Saved through faith. We're saved through faith. And that's, that word saved, salvation, means that it covers the whole man, spirit, soul, and body. And I want us to know that our real man, we are spirit. Glory to God. We have a soul. And that soul communicates with this, with this flesh. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The spirit man communicates with the soul, and the soul communicates with the flesh. Hallelujah. But we are spirit, soul, and body. Hallelujah. We are spirit made in the image of God and in his likeness. And we have a soul where, uh, with the ability to make decisions, to, uh, to think. Uh, glory to God. To, 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 to communicate uh, with this flesh in this earthly realm. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So I praise God today. Hallelujah. Uh, verse 8 again. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. 
It's nothing that you can do to save yourself. It's nothing that you can do that will stand out to God outside of Christ that would make him accept you into his kingdom, except through Christ Jesus. He is the only way. He is the door. Hallelujah. Jesus is the door. No works that you can do of yourself. It is the gift of God. Salvation is a gift. Redemption is a gift. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It was given to us. All we have to do is believe and receive. That's all God requires of us. Verse 9. It's not of works. At least any man should boast. Your good works won't save you outside of Christ Jesus. You have nothing to boast about. Verse 10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. See, it's in Christ Jesus that we, are, we can do good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Verse 11. Wherefore, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at, at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, but now, but now, in Christ Jesus, ye whom sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Verse 14, for he is our peace, who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of petition between us. So now we, the wall has been torn down and we can go boldly to the throne of God, hallelujah, and make our request known. Because the wall has been destroyed. Verse 15, having abolished in his flesh the enmity hanging on the cross, even the law of commandments contained in ordinance. Hallelujah. Because he knew that we couldn't keep the law. Hallelujah. Outside of Christ Jesus. We couldn't keep the law outside of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Dwelling on the inside of us. For to make in himself of twain one new man, we're new men, we're new creatures in Christ Jesus, so making peace. He left his peace for us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Verse 16. And that he might reconcile both. We've been reconciled. That he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross. Hallelujah. He reconciled all of us in his body on the cross having slain the enmity thereby. Verse 17. And came and preached peace to you which were afar off, and to them that were not. Verse 18. For through him we both have access. We have access now. By one spirit unto the Father. We have access unto the Father. The wall is no longer up. Hallelujah. It's been destroyed. Verse 19. And therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners. Glory to God. We are no more strangers and foreigners to the kingdom of God. But we are fellow citizens now. 
with citizens of his kingdom, but fellow citizens with the saints and the household of God. Verse 20, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Hallelujah. He is the chief cornerstone. In verse 21, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. I say we've been redeemed. Glory to God. We've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. We've been restored. Our identity has been restored. Glory to God. Back to the kingdom of God. So I advise you today to believe and accept Christ as your Savior today. Hallelujah. So that you can receive, hallelujah, the reality of your redemption in Christ Jesus because he paid the price. You know, it's like you go to a pawn shop and, and you are pawning an item and that item is in the pawn shop. Glory to God, in order for you to get it back, you got to go and redeem it back. You got to go and pay the price to get it back. Glory to God that Jesus paid the price to get us back out of the spirit of darkness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So I thank you today for being a listener. I thank you that you're obedient to the word of God. And I pray that you be blessed, prosperous, healthy, and whole until we meet again. Hallelujah. And we'll continue this series with part three. And we'll talk about the benefits of our redemption. Hallelujah in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. So be blessed, prosperous, healthy, and whole. In Jesus' name, amen.